the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure and a privilege. Today is Tuesday, May the, uh, May the 12th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on May 12, 2002, Jimmy Carter arrived in Cuba. He became the first U.S. president in or out of office to visit Cuba since the 1959 takeover of Fidel Castro. The revolution, he called it to help the people. That's what socialism and communism always says. It's about the people. But then as you look back on history, it wasn't about the people at all. It was about a few leaders who wanted to empower themselves by pushing down the people and using them as servants. Today in 1780, during the Revolutionary War, Charleston, South Carolina fell to the British forces. Today, in 1865, the last land battle of the Civil War took place. I was surprised when I read this as where it was, but it was in uh, Palmetto Ranch in Texas. And the Confederates won that battle. Today, 1922, a 20-ton meteor crashed into Virginia, near Blackstone, Virginia. 20 tons. I had to wonder what... That might have felt like if there were people in the vicinity. I, It would seem to me it would shake the earth a little bit. 20-ton meteor. Today in 1949, the Soviet Union lifted the Berlin blockade, which the Western powers under United States leadership had succeeded in circumventing. They were flying goods in there for the people, and so the whole idea of isolating the people and making them suffer fell apart. The United States was there, along with our allies, to bring food and other necessities to the people. Today, 1958, the United States and Canada signed an agreement to create the North American Air Defense Command. It was later renamed to the North American Aerospace Defense Command, or we know it as NORAD. Today, 1982, in Fatima, Portugal, security guards overpowered a Spanish priest. He had armed himself with a bayonet, And he attacked Pope John Paul II. And, of course, that made world news. But in 2008, the Pope's longtime private secretary finally revealed that the Pope, the pontiff, actually had been wounded in that assault. Not fatally, of course, but had been wounded. Five years ago today, U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry He arrived in Russia to meet President Vladimir Putin with an eye on easing badly strained relations. Those are his words. Over conflicts in the Ukraine and Syria. Well, we now know that much was going on beyond badly strained relationships, etc. in that part of the world. We now know that Biden, probably Kerry, but Biden and Obama were very much involved using Russia as a bludgeoning tool to take out a duly elected incoming president, Donald Trump. 
The news today is incredibly important. Going to be talking about that as as all of these accusations have been made against Trump and anybody related to him over the last three years, even before he took office. Maxine Waters and some on the left, the Democrats, were calling for Trump to be impeached. And he hadn't done anything. He wasn't even in office yet. But that's been the tone, and we all know that, over the last three years. Well, now all of a sudden the tables are turning. Not because conservatives or Republicans or whatever are getting an upper hand. It's simply because slowly but surely the truth is seeping out into the darkness. The light is being turned on. It's being turned on because there are people now in a position to begin to reveal not their opinion of what happened, but the facts. The little memos, even handwritten memos, came out here a few days ago. There's more this morning. There's going to be more today and in the next couple of days because because the acting head of security is releasing this to the Justice Department. All of these notes and emails that the people that were writing them thought they would never see the light of day. I mean, of course. And it does involve the President of the United States. Not Trump, but Obama. And Joe Biden. I want to talk to you about that today. The word chaos is being used a lot. Melinda Gates is talking about our chaotic conditions in America. Others are using those words. But I thought I wanted to share with you a verse that I read this morning personally. It's in it's in Isaiah chapter 30. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. People who serve God, people who know God personally, not just about God, but know him personally by by accepting his son Jesus Christ as personal Savior. That's how we know God. There's no other way to God except through Christ. Christ himself said that. So when you hear Christians calling themselves, or people calling themselves Christians, but saying, as Oprah Winfrey and, and Barack Obama has said, well, I don't really believe that Jesus is the only way to God. I believe he's one of the way. They're not a Christian because they're denying God's word outright. They're denying Jesus Christ. In fact, they're calling him a liar, to be honest with you, because Jesus said, I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to God except through me. So when someone comes along and says, yes, I'm a follower of Christ, but I don't really believe that he's the only way. I mean, they're not. They're not a follower of him because you can't be both a follower and a non-follower, a believer and a non-believer. You're one or the other. And that's what's the matter with our world today. Everything has turned gray. And a lot of people have been working behind the scenes to make us live in a gray world. There's no right or wrong. It's whatever you think it is. That's called progressivism. It's called relativism. It's called rebellion against God is what it's called. But all of that, and I say that to say first and foremost, it is a spiritual matter. But as it plays out in our culture and in our communities, in our country, in our world, it becomes political. It isn't that we're involved... I've said this before, but I guess it makes me feel good to say it again. Pastor friends have said to me, not many, but some, 
and said, boy, Gary, I don't know. Don't, do, you, do you really think you should be involved in politics? I'm not involved in politics. If I wanted to be involved in politics, I'd run for office. I may, probably wouldn't get elected, but I would run. I'm not in politics. It's a matter of turning on the light with Scripture, God's infallible word, and putting it out into the darkness. That isn't politics. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God to salvation. So that's what we do, and that's why we do what we do here on the radio every day. So I look at this, and I I see what's happening in the spiritual side of it and how that translates into the culture. And we're going to be talking about that today in some depth. But everything is changing politically. You're going to be hearing bits and pieces, but it's going to be very well crafted today in the news. They're not going to tell you anything that would really, really lead you toward the truth today because it's all going against the left. And they are scurrying around, I can tell you. Nobody has called me for any advice from the left, but I can tell you they're scurrying around trying to cover themselves because it's all coming down. Because there are some people now in key positions who have access to the truth. And as I said, they're not putting out opinion saying, well, I've read the document and here's what I believe it says. No, we're past that stage. That's what the Democrats were doing. Now there are people of integrity and... um, Conservatives who embrace the truth, many of them Christians in this administration. And they're saying, not in a vindictive way, but they're saying, hey, let's get to the truth here. And so they're just releasing the document. They're not releasing their opinion of the document. It's the document. And boy, I'll tell you, there is a shockwave going across Washington, D.C. today. Whatever else they're doing there, there's some people that are really Try looking for cover. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. There's some things that are just coming out as I speak live this morning here. And we'll learn more about some of this later in the day. But I want to take just a moment to thank you for your support of this ministry. And I believe it is a ministry. And if you do, thank you for standing with us. If if you do, thank you so much. And if you're thinking about it, thank you in advance because we need your support. Our address is box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. 98009. What set this shockwave off in the most powerful city in the world, Washington, D.C., Acting Director of National Intelligence Richard Grinnell. He has been more, a more recent appointment, and Trump made him uh, the acting director because otherwise it would have had to go through all kinds of hearings and the Democrats would have would have killed it and stretched it out to, you know, the Lord only knows how long. So what Trump did, he he announced this guy. And so this guy now is moving forward. And he said, well, the the, the Obama administration worked to unmask or reveal uh, things about Michael Flynn and that were harmful to him and people who were associated with him and and all of that. So he's saying, well, fine, let's just put it all on the table. And so Grinnell has brought a list of the officials to the Department of Justice. An unnamed official has told a couple of conservative news outlets, there are no further details of the intelligence officials' visit 
to the Justice Department as of 8 o'clock this morning, our time on the West Coast. But by the time you hear this program, either now live or a couple of hours delayed, there will be more information out there. Because this is going to, as I said, turn on the light. So that's the context in which I want want to talk to you about what we do know and some of the things that are happening in our world as we speak. But first, let me give you an idea of the tone of what's going on out there. Melinda Gates, she's the co-chair of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Those of us in the Northwest and all over the world, they know Gates, of course. But uh, she's the wife of the second richest man on earth, one one, uh, headline read. I saw in the news this morning about this. But she is really fired up about Donald Trump. She's really going after him. I mean, big time. She said this week, she said, we need leadership at the national level. We lost two months almost now in terms of our national response, talking about the coronavirus. She said the United States is using 50 different homegrown state solutions instead of a national response. You know, if we were doing the things that the exemplar countries are doing, like Germany, we would be testing. We would be testing. We would be testing. First, healthcare workers, then most vulnerable, and you'd be doing contact tracing. Let me just pause. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because there's much to say today, but when she when she kind of undermines or or, or really discredits our, quote her, 50 different homegrown state solutions, she says she doesn't even believe in our form of government because that's what we are. We have individual states and we have a federal government, but the federal government's not a dictatorship. And it's not, it's not at all structured like the countries in Europe, which are so-called democratic socialist countries. But that's what she's advocating here. And she's going on to advocate that we should have this tracing thing, which is following people around, literally, like they're criminals, keeping track of where they are and all of that. And I understand the medical value of that, but boy, that makes me nervous. That's what she's advocating here. And she goes on and on and on. She was on another TV show, uh, the Today Show, and she took off on this again and saying some of the same things. But she added, she says, I'm surprised we've wasted so much time that we haven't had leadership at the national level to get out tests in the right way, productive gear in the right way, contact tracing in the right way. And so as you're seeing what's happening, it's all chaos, chaos, chaos. That's what these people are saying. These are powerful people. They're influential people. But what they're not saying is that the warehouses for all this gear was empty because Obama drew it down and never replaced it. I mean, that's a fact. Everybody knows that. I'm not defending Trump. I'm just saying that's the reason there weren't trucks running with masks and all that stuff. It was depleted and not replaced. And as a matter of fact, the United States today is testing more people than any country on earth. And we're sending testing kits to other countries now. She's out of touch and she's smart. She's got to be smart. She knows better than that. She's just saying those things to try to whip up the left so they can get rid of Trump. And that's what this whole thing has been about. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Entrapment is an old game. It's as old as the human race. Sunday, we learned that Michael Flynn, a former advisor to President Trump, he's a 
a general, I think, in the in the military, has a very fine career in the military, retired. And he was originally a, an advisor to President Trump. He was set up by the FBI, was deceived, and then he was charged, and he was given an option between his son being drawn into this some way, and I don't understand all the details of his son's potential involvement because his son had nothing to do with anything about this. I mean, nobody says that. So I don't know what their leverage was on his son. But anyway, they brought his son in and said, you know, if if you'll make this deal with us, if if you'll plead guilty to this little charge, then we'll let you off the hook. And there was no hook, but we're going to also do something to your son, whatever it was. So anyway, we learned Sunday that Michael Flynn had been set up by the FBI. He'd been deceived by two guys that went to the, went to the White House and went around protocol. We also learned that then-President Obama absolutely knew what was going on, and he's denied that he did until now. All of us, all of us face a form of entrapment every day in our personal lives. And I'll mention that before we say goodbye today as well. But you need to be informed, we need to be vigilant, and we need to be discerning. Michael Flynn's new attorney, Sidney Powell, she's a great attorney from what I can see, she spoke in no uncertain terms on te- on television on Sunday. She talked about President Obama's role in the effort to entrap Flynn, and that's what they did, and that's illegal, even for powerful lawmakers, FBI. President Trump's former national security advisor was entrapped. Last week, the Department of Justice dropped the case against Flynn because they said there is no case after they looked at the documents. Not what Obama said or Obama's people said or Joe Biden said, but what the actual facts say. And that's why this is encouraging because we're getting to the facts. And they're not, it's not a vindictive agenda. It's simply they're saying, let's look at the truth and then let's make our decisions based on the truth. You'll recall that Flynn was involved, included in the, in the press and the Democrats' efforts to bring down President Trump because they said Trump colluded with Russia and Flynn helped him. But over time, they could never, ever come up with anything. All of the investigations, all of the Mueller stuff and all that, they finally said, no, there's nothing there. So all of this is tied to that. But they still had to bring down somebody if they were going to have any chance at bringing down Trump. So they got Flynn because he was a national security advisor. But the lies and the deception, it always ultimately collapses under the light of truth. And there are always consequences. People can deny it. They can they can pretend like dark is light and truth is false. And all of that, Isaiah spoke to that in chapter 5, verse 20. They can call good evil and evil good all they want to, but it doesn't change the way things are. Good is good, and evil is evil, and up is up, and down is down, and light is light, and dark is dark. I mean, you can have all kinds of philosophies, and you can go out, and you can proclaim this, and the crowds can cheer and say, yes, Obama, he's our leader. And if he says light is dark, then it is. No, it isn't. It isn't if Trump says that. It isn't if Obama says that. What's real is what God says. And we have moved God to the margin, if not clear out of the room in our culture today. 
not the masses, not even perhaps a majority of Americans, but those in leadership in power have done so in education, entertainment. There's been a march against God from the get-go. God is not going to go anywhere. We can pretend like we don't acknowledge him anymore because we have separation of church and state or whatever. But God is still here. (laughs) He was here before we got here, and he'll be here after we leave. And these guys miss that. Romans chapter 8, verse 7 speaks to that. It says, Paul wrote to the Romans, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. They just simply can't bring themselves to embrace the truth, because the truth is evolving in their mind, in their worldview. If they say Trump colluded with Russia, then he did. Because that's my truth. I mean, that's an extreme example, but it is an example. And we got kids, young adults running all over America that have been indoctrinated through our education system from kindergarten through university that are saying, well, my truth is that such and such. Well, good for you, but that's not truth. It can be your truth, but it's not the truth. And most of us who are believers, we understand that. But that's what's creating the chaos, Melinda. It's not Donald Trump or anyone else. The chaos is found in the chaotic condition of our spirit and our worldview. And what those of us who see God as creator and Lord of all and his word as the infallible word of God, that brings peace and quietness and it brings order, not chaos. The chaos is being created by the progressives. And this is all playing out now. Just This is one example of a spiritual matter more than a political matter, but certainly with political ramifications. After they'd exhausted all of the leads in the Russian collusion, the FBI elites decided to set Flynn up, get him on some unrelated charges. It had nothing to do with Russia. So they said, let's get him on perjury. This is all in their notes. They're talking about it, including Obama in a meeting in January. January 5th, in fact, I'll get to that in a moment. So they said, let's get Flynn. And they're writing these notes back and forth. And they're saying, yeah, well, we'll uh, let's, let's set him up like this. Are we trying to get him fired or are we trying to catch him in a lie? Well, his attorney, his new attorney, fired his other attorneys. Flynn did, wisely. Sidney Powell, she's a woman. I'd never heard of her before, but I guess she's pretty well known in these kinds of cases. But she has the documentation now. And so does the press, and they don't know what to do with it. They don't want to report this. But the FBI agents made it appear to be an informal, friendly meeting with Flynn at the White House. They came and said, hey, we just need to chat with you for a minute. They didn't go through the protocols. They didn't alert the White House that the FBI was coming in. They did not say that they were interrogating him. As it turned out, they were. They set him up. They asked him a question that he didn't remember the answer to. I'm just cutting to the chase here. So he said, yes or no, or why? Well, yeah, I, I believe that to be true, or whatever. It, it conflicted with something he had said some maybe months before, and they said, ha, we got you. That's what this is all about, and it's out there now. It's kind of a fog, a gray. I mean, it's unbelievable. Now these notes are coming out. They were all sealed, but they've been unsealed now. The FBI notes reveal the intent 
of the FBI on January 24, 2017. They interviewed uh, Flynn at the White House. And they were saying to one another in these notes, what is our goal now? Is it truth? I'm reading the note. Truth, admission, or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired? I mean, that's called pretext. And there's pretext. The lawyer says that these agents specifically schemed and planned with each other on how to not tip him off that he was even the person being investigated. In fact, according to Comey's testimony, that that's attached to the exhibits, that Comey, they filed in the motion to dismiss. They just simply said, well, we'd like to send a couple of agents by to chat with you. And of course, General Flynn said, sure. And he saw them as allies and he encouraged them to, to come on and let, we'll find a place and we'll chat for a minute. They deliberately did not tell him what they were doing. They proceeded to ask him a question that they knew the answer to, as I said, and they then they had him. They got him. Apparently, Barack Obama knew all about this. On January 5th, 2017, there was a meeting in the Oval Office with Barack Obama and Joe Biden in attendance. Also there was Sally Yates, who was acting head of Department of, of Justice. Jim Comey, James Clapper, and John Brennan met with, the, with President Obama in the Oval Office. They were briefing Obama on the progress of the Flynn matter and something about the Russian dossier, all of which was designed to bring down a president, a duly elected president. At the briefing on on the 5th, on January 5, 2017, Sally Yates wrote in her own memo, she said, I was stunned because President Obama mentioned to her, out of the blue, is, these are her words, about the call and the transcript of the call that was supposed to be what the investigation on Flynn was all about in the first place. Yates knew nothing about it at that time because James Comey had decided not to tell the Department of Justice he didn't want them involved in it because it was too uh, creepy. And illegal. The next day, Comey was sent to brief President Trump about this dossier. Remember when that was all on the news? Dossier this and dossier. It was weird. I mean, it was it was vile. It was awful. But it wasn't true. None of it was true. It had all been made up, and that all finally came out drip by drip. But what they the reason that Comey went to President Trump and briefed him so that he could say that he had briefed him because it was set up with CNN and BuzzFeed two news organizations, to release the story about the dossier the next day. So then Trump couldn't say, well, you guys didn't even brief me, and you're supposed to brief the president. Say, oh, yeah, we did. We briefed you yesterday. The news was set to to go out today, and it did. And that's how this whole thing was set up. It went from there. There's many, many details. But this is the profile of how deception works. Our first look at deception happened with the first two people that God ever created. It's recorded in Genesis chapter 3. It's called the fall of man. (laughs) Satan questioned God's integrity. Surely he'll not cause you to die. You won't die. God is love. God is good. He would never cause you to die if you eat of this fruit. You know what? He just doesn't want you to be as smart as he is. Once deceived, Eve... Eve found someone else that she could deceive as well. It always feels better if others are doing the same thing you're doing, particularly if it's wrong. 
when caught and questioned by God, Adam blames Eve, Eve blames the serpent, and man and woman are out.